How's it going? I'm Connor Sanders here back on the Thundercast with my co-host Jake Williams. Jake, how we doing? I'm good. How are you, mate? I'm so good. I'm so pumped. So pumped to talk, talk about SU athletics. Got a, we had a big weekend in terms of news, in terms of uh, a, a, a potentially big development that really hasn't been confirmed much at all. Mm. But first, I want to know what's what's the recap been? What's what's life been for been like for you, my friend? Um, well, I had a pretty interesting week last week. Didn't oh, yeah? Get, didn't get up too much. I uh, ended up getting tonsillitis. Rip. Yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> I, did no. get, I did get antibiotics for it, though, which is nice. Good recovery. Uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't a great week. I just ended up watching the French Open. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I need to get more into tennis. This is a fascinating sport. It, is, so much a, it is a really good sport, yeah. And I think uh, more, more people should get involved because... A lot of people see it and their first impression is they're watching it and they're kind of bored because it's just going back and forth, back and forth. But it is really interesting. So I would uh, recommend it to anyone. Yes, of course. Are they having fans at the Sands at the French Open or is it still? Uh, I mean, there is a few. There's a smattering of them around the crowd, but there's not a lot. So yeah, they're, socially they're, distanced. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's still raging on. The pandemic is still going. I think there was a pretty bad second wave in France, actually. So, Well, we, we sh- we're expected to get a second wave in the UK as well. So I don't know what that means for me returning to the UK at Christmas, whether it hits by then or a bit later. We'll have yeah. to see. And I mean, we can hypothesize about... I mean, the pandemic is on the front of everyone's mind. It continually will be until it ends, I think. But let's let's distract ourselves from the pandemic and instead think about... A big news story that surfaced this weekend um, from the Spectrum in St. George from Chris Kwasinski, who was previously a guest on this podcast. So shout out to Chris. Um, The lead of this story, just huge news. SUU T-Birds have not, quote, received an official offer to leave the big sky for the whack. Chris Chris reporting that SUU officials said they have not received any official offer um, in football to leave the big sky conference um, but last week, or a, a newsletter reported, a newsletter called Extra Point uh, reported that SU is expected to leave the Big Sky for the Western Athletic Conference, uh, also known as the WAC. And SU, as the story says, has been in Big Sky since 2012. Um, and said in a statement, there has been no official offer to leave the Big Sky. So this is a pretty interesting story. I mean, anytime you think about conference alignment, um, like. In 2010, you think of those big Division One schools you probably aren't even familiar with, but there was huge conference realignment that basically changed the face of college football mm-hmm. forever. Yep. Um, the University of Utah and Colorado joining the Pac-12 has just catapulted them into a different stratosphere in terms of athletic competition sure. and just in terms of academic prowess. I mean, uh, your athletic program is your reputation as a university, and those schools having more money from being in a bigger conference have been able to spend more, have better facilities, bring more students in and I think that this move I mean obviously we're not reporting that there is any move there's no they're denying that that is a possibility but the fact that that newsletter is reporting it at least raises some concerns 100% yeah I think this is uh it's an it's an interesting story because I had not heard nothing about this I I I don't know I just maybe I need to follow it a bit more but uh, I don't know what you saw from this story or whether mm-hmm. you expected it coming uh obviously knowing that you know 
SUU, T-Birds, they've, they've been a part of the Big Sky Conference since, what was it, 2012? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know uh, what's expected because uh, I, I don't have enough on the situation and you know what goes behind closed doors and, you know, what ha- what happens. So, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, this the timelines for this are, are very complicated. The, the Western Athletic Conference has to sort all of this information out. They are probably already working on, if they are serious about um, expanding or realigning, they're probably already much farther along than we are in just getting this little tidbit of information. And even the fact that we got this tidbit, tidbit um, from this independent small newsletter mm-hmm. that uh, I think Chris saw that Weber State's beat reporter had retweeted it and then he jumped on it and had to ask them. So just the fact that this little nugget of information got out there is suspicious. Yeah, it's, it's sort of grown, hasn't it? This bit of information just coming from a simple newsletter, extra points, uh, and now it's uh, it's getting out there. I think this story, yeah, and uh, it's it's interesting that it reached uh, you know uh, the writer from the Spectrum in St George. You know that's where it's first coming from. SU being here, yeah, and uh, Chris doing great journalism, doing his due diligence, just asking the university about this report and. I think that the language that they used is very interesting. I'll read you the lead to Chris's story, uh, which we'll try and link in the description here. Southern Utah University officials say they have not received any official offer to lead the Big Sky Conference in football, uh, responding to a report that the Thunderbirds might, might make a move. Interesting to note that they don't say, no, we are planning to stay in the Big Sky Conference. Mm. They don't say we are not, we're considering um, listening to the wax offer. All they say, we have not received any official offer to leave the Big Sky Conference. The, the phrase official offer is really, really interesting there. Mm-hmm. That, to me, speaks to at least some potential that they might make some kind of change. Yeah, there's no definite, like, there's no denial there, is there, in that statement? Yeah. They're not saying, they're not giving you a straight answer, as it were. And, I mean, they're in a tough position. If this is something that, that does have weight to it, they're going to want to keep this in-house under wraps. Yeah. Um, not get the information out about it. They're going to want to be able to to debut all of this because this is huge. I mean, moving conferences is something that you cannot take lightly, especially when you look at the Western Athletic Conference, uh, number one, because the WAC doesn't play football. They don't, um, no. The, the report mentions that there are a few WAC schools that do sponsor football, including Dixie State, who is going to be a, a longtime rival of SUs, mm-hmm. um, Tarleton State, also plays football independently, and then New Mexico State is actually an FBS program, so they're a level above SUU. They play independently. They've had a hard time um, since going independent, scheduling opponents and things. Mm. So if the WAC were to consider sponsoring football, just in a hypothetical, because I don't know if if there's anything like this could even happen just because they don't sponsor it now, um, you already have three programs that are playing football. Um, Maybe... I know GCU's athletics program is expanding. Mm. Utah Valley also, uh, who is a member of the WAC, is considering, maybe it could be considering expanding their athletics because they've had a lot of success in basketball recently. Maybe football yep. could be something that could be on the table for them long term. So in terms of football, I think that this this is a really interesting move for SU because it opens up an opportunity to move to a new conference to challenge them against new opponents. But it also kind of opens the door for the end of SU football. Yeah, definitely. And I think I don't want to jump ahead, uh, mm-hmm. but what you mentioned uh, got me back to the point of thinking this is a similar situation to gymnastics, right? With yes. the big sky. They're, they're independently 
at a different conference. Yeah, they play. They compete in the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference with Boise State, Utah State, um, BYU, and Utah. I believe. Okay. I think I think Utah actually uh, competes in the Pac-12. I might be. I might have that wrong, but okay, sure. But there, this does. This also. I mean, gymnastics is another interesting thing. Gymnastics is huge at SUU. Um, those events are the most attended, I think, most of all attended. Of them. Yeah, for sure, hundred like percent. The the atmosphere at those meets is always really, really fun. And so, SU continues to sponsor gymnastics. That's obviously a priority for them. So, if they want to continue to do gymnastics, and they want to make a move away from the Big Sky, there's potential that they could remain mm-hmm. um, in the MRGC and continue to compete with those teams there. Yeah. Maybe they they consider a move to a different conference. Um, I don't think that the WAC has gymnastics. With SUU, you know, considering uh, WAC mm-hmm. as, as that conference, it, does that open up possibilities for or potential for new sports? As, as, you, as yeah. you see uh, in some of these other schools that are in WAC, for example, uh, like California Baptist University, they have like water polo and wrestling and uh, swimming and diving. Does that open up more opportunities for us to add sports or it doesn't work that way? I think it kind of just depends on what the conference requires because like the Big Sky, they sponsor, I think, a, it's more than eight. It's like 12 official sports that every school has to compete in. And then SU had a couple of Olympic sports that were beyond the Big Sky requirement. Like women's soccer is actually not required by the Big Sky. Okay. Um, but we continue to play women's soccer. Um, so there is potential that we could consider new sports. And you mentioned wrestling, you mentioned swimming and diving. We obviously have a really great, uh, Olympic pool at the, we do, yeah. the, the PE building. Yeah. Um, there's a chance that swimming and diving could have, uh, some time in the spotlight. I mean, a lot of these schools compete in wrestling. Wrestling is an opportunity. We've got, yeah. definitely got facilities for that. A lot of schools competing in tennis, which just was recently discontinued. If, if this move, uh, could potentially lead to a better TV deal and potentially better revenue sharing for SU. Maybe they can put the funds together yeah. to build that indoor tennis facility that they had been hoping for. Yeah. So this does open up a lot of potential. And, and before we get too far ahead of ourselves, um, Jake, why don't you give us just a rundown of the schools in the Western Athletic Conference? Just give us a little a spotlight on them. Sure. So uh, first we've got California Baptist University, which I mentioned already. We've got California State University uh, in Bakersfield. Chicago State University, GCU, Grand Canyon University, uh, University of Missouri, Kansas City, New New Mexico State University, Seattle University, the University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley, and Utah Valley University. Yeah, and I think Dixie State hasn't officially joined yet. I think they're still in their transition from D2 to D1, Mm -hmm. but they, I think that they, I don't know if it's official that they will, but Dixie State's going to have a role in the WAC uh, eventually, mm-hmm. and they do play football. I think they're just planning to play as an FCS independent. If the WAC were to consider expanding to mm-hmm. a football conference, then Dixie State could keep their team. SU could also continue to compete in football. Yeah, um, New Mexico as well. Yeah, New Mexico they, State yeah. has their football team. Maybe they would drop down from the FBS, <laughs> but there's a lot of these schools that don't play football, mm-hmm. which is where it gets really, really interesting. Yeah, um, That's where the potential for realignment beyond just... Uh, the schools that are already in the WAC and SUU and, and Dixie State and things is if you want to play football, you might have to go to another conference, let's say maybe the Big West or, I mean, the Big West doesn't play football, but there are, like UC Davis is in the Big West for every other sport, but they Davis, play yeah, no, yep. they play um, football in the Big Sky. Cal Poly is just like that as well. Mm-hmm. They're an independent 
they're in, in another, another conference for all their other sports, but they play football through the big sky. Could the WAC try and make a run at those teams and convince them to join? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, it's it's difficult. I The way I see it is I think there's a high possibility more so than not that we do lose the football team if we go over to the WAC conference. I think there's more of a chance there, but yeah. The, the, I, I'm open to see what happens. Yeah, I, I, football is just an expensive program to run. It, yeah. It is the most expensive. There's but the most at the same time, it brings in the most revenue, right? That's exactly the problem. That's what they have to weigh, right? Is like, well, is this football revenue, is it making us so much money that it's supporting all the other sports? Is it maybe just costing us too much money and we mm-hmm. can just get around that by just having a really, really good men's basketball team? Mm. And by the way, this move... Um, in terms of basketball, at least, would be very, very competitive. New Mexico State has made the NCAA tournament a bunch of years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, Pascal Siakam, who is the NBA most improved player, he went to New Mexico State and played four years there. Mm-hmm. Um, this would be a huge step up in terms of competition, especially if other teams from other conferences were to get pulled into this hypothetical new whack. Mm. So I think the SU has had a tenuous relationship with football. They have great facilities, um, but not as great as a lot of other Division One no, programs, just no. in terms of finances. Um, could that space be used more effectively for something else? I don't know. Yeah. That, that really comes down to President Wyatt and the Board of, of Regents to make that decision. But if I'm Coach Mario Warren, I'm, I have to at least be a little bit unnerved by the idea of moving to a new conference. Definitely, yeah. I think it was. I think anyone be, would be unnerved by that. But as you say... There's a lot of benefits uh, for this move for basketball. A yeah. lot of benefits. Yeah. Def- definitely when you mentioned it's a stronger conference. And that's a huge revenue sh- opportunity too. I mean, SU yeah. basketball is on the upswing and football has struggled a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so technically, uh, I don't want to say this because I know there's probably a lot of fans out there, but losing football, you're putting, technically you're putting that revenue into other sports at SUU, right? So you Hypothetically, put it yeah. into basketball, volleyball. Yes. Maybe bring back tennis. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a former tennis player always going to advocate for the tennis opportunities. I, I think that more than anything, just because of how the pandemic has, in, has impacted SU financially uh, in terms of athletics, in terms of just the campus, we were like $5 million. Um, we had to make $5 million worth of budget cuts across campus just because of we just didn't get as much funding as we were anticipating from the state no, literally yeah. nothing you can do that just it's just the way it is that's just the way it is yeah and 13 percent of those cuts went toward the athletic department yeah I do, I do have a question for you it might be difficult to answer but do uh-huh. you know how other utah schools were affected by the cuts any ideas i think pretty significantly um utah utah state yeah utah uh, and utah state considering U- playing football still okay um I mean, the Pac-12 actually announced that they will be playing football later on. BYU is playing football just kind of when they can, just whoever they can, mm-hmm. when they can, when Utah they can make Valley, the travel. obviously, in uh, WAC as well. Yeah, I think that they've also been hit by the cuts. Every program across Everyone, the country yeah. you know, has, has been hit in some way. Um, losing the football season for those big, for BYU, Utah, and Utah State would be a really, really significant financial hit. The good thing, though, for Utah is that because they're in the Pac-12 conference, they have like a gigantic rainy day fund that they can use just yeah, to... Yeah, that, that fund's there. Like you say, Pac-12 is just in a different stratosphere like yeah. in terms of funding and 
uh, like you said earlier, af- academically as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because in, as part of this of Chris's story, um, President Wyatt said, we would not consider changing conferences unless it presented enhanced opportunities for our Division I student-athletes and for our SU community. Again, this is interesting phrasing. We, we would not consider changing conferences unless it presented enhanced opportunities Mm. I mean, it's, this sounds like it could present enhanced There's opportunities. There's a, sl- a bit, bit of hope there, isn't there? Yeah. In that sentence. It's, uh, it's straight away put, sort of putting the pin on their head and would not consider it unless. So I think uh, not only does it give a bit of hope maybe to some, maybe changing the conference, but uh, there's not a definite no there. Again, yeah. uh, similar with the uh, other quote you mentioned earlier from the officials. It's sort of, uh, they're not completely shutting down the idea, are they? Yeah, they're definitely leaving space for a story to develop further. Trying mm-hmm. to keep information close yeah, to the yeah. chest, but it sounds like there's the ball's at least rolling, mm-hmm. you know, something to keep track of. And, and yeah. we worked on a story together about the tennis team being discontinued, and obviously there's huge financial impacts, but a lot of what went, in, what went into that happening was just that the student-athlete experience was really difficult for tennis players. You had mm-hmm. to drive a lot. Yeah. You didn't have indoor facilities. Um, you spend yeah, two hours a day on the road just getting to and from practice. You yeah, know? the funding was was there was wasn't a lot of funding, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, and that just contributes to having a negative student athlete experience, and that's that's been Debbie Quorum's mo from day one. Yeah, she wants student athletes to come here and be successful. Yeah. If you're putting them in this difficult situation, well, maybe the WAC presents another level of a better experience of more funding of better facilities definitely yeah and you mentioned in that uh debbie debbie stated uh some of the uh, actually some of the good players that were leaving suu the reason was because of yeah. the experience that they were having the the as you mentioned driving to saint george and everything like that so uh there's a lot that comes into the play yeah absolutely it's i really think <laughs> that they're i mean athletic departments have a purpose they are they need to be the face of your university but I think that Debbie Corum, President Wyatt, and the rest of the administration um, do really prioritize the student-athlete experience. They want student-athletes to have a good time here, yeah. um, but also to become better people. To become Because how many people from SU are really going to go pro? Like What percent of student-athletes mm-hmm. here are going to have a chance beyond the university? Yeah. I mean, maybe one in every 50? Uh, you could also say that for... Uh I, I I would actually say it varies between sports, doesn't it? Because yeah. the percentage of tennis players, uh, this is from my knowledge, the percentage of tennis players at college actually going pro, it's you know, it's it's against them definitely. Yeah. Uh, but maybe in other sports, I'm not sure about football or basketball. I think we've had three or four um, NFL players. We haven't had an NBA player mm-hmm. ever in the history of the school. Um, We're still going pro in different countries. Going, as yeah, going in the over last to Europe. Podcast, yeah, there's they're going to Europe. You know, so that they you can definitely get chances, and I think that they understand the potential that SU has to continue to give those players opportunities, and moving up to a bigger conference, I think would give more more opportunity um, to get those professional chances. After just if you play a higher level of competition, you'll be more well equipped to play professional. That's that's pretty much as simple as that. Yeah. Um, I also there's another interesting nugget that that comes back to the WAC that I I want to point out as we keep an eye on this story. Um, the WAC does officially sponsor baseball. SUU historically has been a, a baseball school. I mean, Southern Utah is a baseball area. Yeah. Um, we used to have a really, really nice baseball field. Mm-hmm. Um, used to have a really competitive team. So that softball, I, I'm, I'm not, 
I don't know a lot about mm-hmm. you know softball and baseball. That can't be used for. No. Yeah, the softball field's too small. Too softball small. fields are just designed differently. Okay. Yeah. So just because the ball is different, it, softball and baseball are surprisingly very different sports. Like, really? Okay. You pitch underhand in softball. You pitch overhand in baseball. Yeah. But fields bigger. Just yeah. right. You know, there's that massive green area next to the soccer field and the softball field. That used to be the baseball field. Right. Okay. They just they had to take it down because when they moved to the big sky, it doesn't sponsor baseball. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work out to have a baseball team anymore. But because the WAC sponsors baseball, and like Utah Valley University has a very good, mm. base, like a nationally ranked baseball program, could this crack the door back open for SUU yeah. to build to rebuild the baseball program? Um, maybe. I mean, that's that's another opportunity. It's another decision. That, that's another factor that has to weigh in the decision if SU is consider seriously considering moving on from the Big Sky. There's something to weigh. Can we play baseball again? Does that benefit the university? Mm. Does is that something that could be good for the university's brand and their reputation? Yeah. So in terms of Utah, uh, hypothetically, if we'd say we were to get a baseball team, what is the popularity for baseball in Utah? Do you know? I mean, just this weekend uh, or two weekends ago, Cedar City, there was a huge baseball tournament here. Okay. Um, St. George is just a huge hub for baseball because it's warm weather. Mm. Um, you can play. They have a baseball round. team at Dixie, right? Yeah, they do. I, I think they have a baseball team at Dixie. But just in, in terms of like the this before Division One opportunity, like actually Dixie State does have a baseball team because they have a pitcher um, that's pitching for the Marlins right now, the right. Miami Marlins in the MLB in the playoffs. Yeah. So baseball is huge because so many other places around the country don't have warm weather all year. Mm-hmm. So people go to St. George for tournaments. They mm-hmm. the best players come around from around the rest of the country here. So baseball is a really really strong yeah. area, and we're talking. As Dixie State has gone D1, how they might be able to poach some of SCU's recruits. Mm-hmm. Well, what about SCU being able to poach some of their baseball recruits? Yeah. Um, that could play an interesting element. Yeah. And just really when you look at these whack teams. Everyone's when, got baseball. So. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got baseball. Um, they are all the kinds of universities that you feel like are growing, like GCU. I mean, five, ten years ago, I don't remember ever hearing about GCU. Now they have all these athletic programs that are showing more and more potential. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona is also kind of a hotbed for for recruiting for SUU. I mean, Dre Marine from Arizona. Yep. A lot of the football players that they get are from there as well. So that th- this this just hypothetical move, like I could <laughs> I could wonder about this for hours because it's so huge. Mm. If this report ends up being um, true or or is proven or ends up happening that they do leave the whack. Like this would be a really, really landmark moment. We left the mid con or the, the summit conference. Actually, now, I was going to ask you before 2012, uh, where was SUU? The summit. Yeah. So SUU was previously a member of the summit league, which was known as the mid continental conference. Okay. Um, and also the American West conference, which only existed for two seasons. Right. Okay. So, the so big that's, sky the, w- that's the gap there. The 1982, 2007, it was the mid continental conference. And yeah. Then until 2012, it was the American West Conference, right? Uh, it doesn't quite match up, but the idea is, is there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. We might have to do some more research on that. But, SU, I mean, moving to the Big Sky was like a really big deal. Um, mm. SU and NAU were kind of were included into the conference and, and brought this more, like brought this region into the conference. Because the other Big Sky teams, I mean, it's called the Big Sky Conference. That's Montana. Montana is mm. known as Big Sky Country. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting for the Big Sky. Maybe, I mean, this has to be really frustrating for those schools mm-hmm. that are like, hey, we stuck our neck out for you to get you into this conference, and now you're just going to leave. 
but SU has to do what's best for them. They have to take the best opportunity that yeah, becomes available. I mean, you know, as President Wyatt mentioned, it won't happen unless, you know, it really benefits the... There, there's, there's definitely benefits or opportunities for the student athletes. Absolutely. And I think this is a slam dunk. <laughs> home run move. If SU can... can somehow parlay this into moving to a bigger football conference um, that's more competitive in basketball that that could potentially sponsor baseball and still maintain gymnastics like that would be huge it would be hard because we would be we would probably get our butts kicked in basketball the first <laughs> few seasons yeah and i think it, it would step us up you know play i always say you know playing against better opponents you're always going to improve yourself a lot yes more. so five to ten years from now you will find themselves in a much better position than, than where they are. Mm, they'll be used to that level. But that's going to take some time. Yeah. That's going to take some time. I mean, SU has had massive ups and downs in the big sky in terms of athletics. Mm-hmm. It's not like every team has been successful. It's not like every team has been bad either. We've had some really, really good seasons. We've won the Big Sky Conference football championship twice. Yeah. Um, there are huge memories that will be made that it will be hard to leave behind. But if an opportunity like this comes about and just... Uh, an act of God pandemic forces everyone to have to reconsider their finances. Like yeah. maybe this is just the the time to make this decision, even though we've only been in that in the Big Sky Conference for eight years now. Yeah. So but, in 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 terms of uh, this uni being at this conference, it's quite uh still quite new. Yeah. Uh, it's quite a short time that they've been there. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, when you look at eight years, when you think about big big program, I mean. How can I explain this? A lot of teams moved around 2010 to 2012. They moved between conferences. There was just a bunch of realignment um, mm-hmm. at the top, which meant that a bunch of other teams had to move around at the bottom. Yeah. Right. And now this would, would be one of the first shoes to fall in terms of conference realignment part two. <laughs> um, I, maybe we could see a, a super huge realignment in conferences just across the country because mm-hmm. of how the, the pandemic is impacting schools financially. They yeah. might have to reconsider like. When you think about the Big Sky's broadcasting rights, we're on Pluto TV. I don't know what the WACs are. Could the WAC give us something better that could make us a little bit more money, that get yeah, just yeah. a few more eyeballs yeah. on the team? There's always a chance for that. And, it, and any, any revenue opportunity, just it needs to be considered at this point. Yeah. So you, you mentioned uh, that period of when schools were moving about, especially at the top level, and it forced other schools to move. Mm-hmm. Would Southern Utah have an impact on any schools if we were to move to the WAC? Absolutely. Um, I think just because the Big Sky Conference has 12 teams, um, they would want to, I would imagine they would want to maintain that size. Um, They've had, I mean, North Dakota left Mm. uh, last year. They they still played football games against Big Sky teams, but they were technically an independent. They're not part of the Big Sky Conference anymore. Yeah, we never Um, played them in tennis anymore, so. Yeah, so... If if SU makes this move, what, what would really be huge is if other teams got poached from other conferences for SU to play football in the WAC. Yeah. Because then we'd have, whether it's California teams, whether it's it's more teams from like Nevada, Utah, Colorado area, if we have to go down to the south to pick up teams from Texas, because there's a bunch of schools that play football down there. Yeah. Um, those schools moving to the WAC would create vacancies at those conferences that they're leaving from and then they would have to scramble to get teams to replace them yeah. maybe they just have to dissolve maybe other teams just move to other conferences this could absolutely be a huge domino that could instead of coming from the top down could build from the bottom up <laughs> definitely <laughs> and yeah. impact some schools 
Um, yeah, it works either way, doesn't it? I think so. I think so. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll definitely keep an eye on that on this big story. Um, hope to have more information for you soon. But before we end the podcast today, we got to get some Premier League talk mm. from the weekend. I'm gonna let you take this one because. You 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 mentioned you did follow it. I don't know if you watched the two games or not, Liverpool and uh, I just Villa. caught the highlights. Uh, yeah, so the the two big Premier League stories this weekend: Liverpool League champions, highest point total in the history of the Premier League, lost seven to two to lowly Aston Villa, who were <laughs> almost relegated from the Premier League at the yeah. end of last season. And Liverpool's been doing well at the moment. Yeah, they they started the season really strong. They're in first place. Uh, actually, Everton's first place, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, that'll last two more weeks before they completely implode as they always do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seven-two drubbing. Ollie Watkins had a first half hat trick. Uh, right. <laughs> they they were like up five-one going into halftime. And the other big result from the weekend is Man United. Man United, who everyone hates. Tottenham lost six-one to Tottenham Hotspur. Former Chelsea manager Jose Mourinho getting his uh, revenge over Man U. <laughs> Uh, sure, I love that. I don't know if you know this, but our uh, the director of operations for the University Journal and frequent podcast guest Hayden Coombs owns a little bit of stock in Manchester United. I didn't know Just that. Just a tiny, tiny I bit. I didn't know that, really. So he's he's technically a United owner. He's an owner and supporter of right. the club. Um, Not a bad investment, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you've got to get on that soon, huh? You've got you've to try and do that. I've got to pump some money into Chelsea, <laughs> into the Blues. You want to talk about the result from the weekend? We had the two, I think just the two big stories, Liverpool and Man United. That was, yeah, that was yeah. a real headline in the Premier League. Oh, yeah, yeah. We made just easy work of Palace. Mm. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I correct myself. I do remember watching that. Yeah, four goals. Oh, man, Crystal Palace. They started the season so strong and they just ran into a brick wall. All four goals coming in the second half. There were, I actually do remember two big moments from this match. They were both penalties. Mm. Um, Jorginho picked the ball up for the first one. Timo Werner mm. came up to him and was like, hey, let me take the penalty. And then the second penalty, um, Tammy Abraham actually picked the ball up. Okay. And Jorginho took the penalty. He scored both of them. But we had talked about how we both like Frank Lampard, but there are some concerns about his ability to, la- to manage the locker room and tactically. Yeah, talking to his... Uh Talking to the players as well. Yeah. I think it's just getting that communication across, isn't it? The experience isn't there yet. They've got to build the chemistry. But they've got some good leaders there. Thiago Silva, I think, brings a a really nice presence into the locker room. Um, Having a new keeper that's not Kepa. (laughs) Having (laughs) Edward Mendy, I think, really improves morale around the camp. You just needed to say, and that's just not Kepa, really. (laughs) It could be anyone. (laughs) Throw Willy Caballero what out I there. What I do for, to have Courtois again. Oof. How come all the freaking good guys go get poached by Real Madrid? <laughs> I mean, Hazard. We, I mean, we poach all the good guys from other good clubs too, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can't act all that innocent. But yeah, we'll see what we got this weekend. Uh, Chelsea have another... I mean, this is should be a uh, a pretty easy match South against Southampton. Right? Southampton's yeah. always solid. Yep. They're, always, they're, they're always a threat to, to lose a few points, but... I mean, at home you'd have to you'd have to favor the Blues there. Yeah, definitely. The the Southampton actually just recently resigned uh, Theo Walcott. Oh, Southampton legend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very emotional return to the club. Very quick player. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know where he's at with his age now. So. Yeah, probably lost a bit of pace, but we'll see what happens. Um, 
I actually just saw some news today that Timo Werner has been held out of the Germany squad for having flu-like symptoms. Ooh. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. And that, they actually don't play this weekend because they're on international break. But they will be back yeah. the week after against Southampton. Any other thoughts on the week, Jake, or on WAC? Anything you want to get out into the, the ether? Um, speak into existence at this moment? At, at this point, I'm just... I'm really missing tennis. <laughs> I'm really missing tennis. I wanna, I, I, I'm doing the best I can because obviously we still have the courts in Cedar, so I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm playing tennis when I can, and uh, obviously I'm off today to play tennis. But yeah, really missing the team and everything like that. So yeah, I would I'm love sure. To just <laughs> well, I'm hard. I'm sorry to hear it, man. <laughs> I wish we still had. We could still have the tennis team around. Yeah. There was just like a, a nice. You just knew tennis was going on every week. You always had your events. We yeah. would always yeah. count on on tennis team. Uh, and as long as we could count on the weather during the season, then yeah, it was always nice to course. watch a game. You know, sometimes we were some of the loudest teams out there. You could hear us from all the way in the centrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Rip to the tennis team. Should we have a... Jake taught me a bit of, of oh, United no, Kingdom no. slang. I can't do this because my parents listen to this podcast. Oh, it is bad. <laughs> he taught me new slang that was... I was going to have a little slang segment of the week with Jake Williams. But <laughs> I tell you what, we can, we, we can do that in another podcast. Okay, tune in next week for the first edition of UK slang with <laughs> Jake Williams. <laughs> and last week, um, we also had a really good podcast, so check that out as well. We'll be back next week with more Thundercast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Up the chels. Up the chels. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>